The driver of a tour bus is dead after a head-on crash with an 18-wheeler. The band, The Ghost Inside, was traveling on that bus in El Paso after a performance in Lubbock. Gregory Hoke of Round Rock died along with the driver of the 18-wheeler, Stephen Cunningham. Ten passengers on that bus, including members of the band, were hospitalized. The band performed in San Antonio just two days before this deadly crash. Hey everyone, it's Robert from the So-So Scrutiny Podcast, and I got my co-host over there, Corey Stocks. Go clean the cat box. <laughs> That's pretty good. And my buddy over there, David Moore. Hey, can I get a PA lock up on that door? <laughs> wow. 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 It's like such that? a stretch. I love it. No, but David knows what I'm talking about. If there's a door, <laughs> it needs to be locked up by a fucking PA. Oh, my God. What's up, so guys? Um, yeah, so David and I, uh, we've worked in the film industry uh, a bunch of times together and invited him on to uh, talk film jobs and all that. And he's also an expert. And are you mostly a DC or Marvel? Like, are you, do you swing both ways or how's that go? Uh, um, I tend <laughs> to swing both ways. I like to party. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Uh, I think I lean a little more. Oh, I I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe I'm just on the now, fence. I want both teams to do well. Of, <laughs> kind of in the middle. Like I think I tend to favor Marvel, but when I came up as a kid, it was a lot of DC. Exactly. Um, I'm literally on my TV right now. Paused is the Harley Quinn animated series. <laughs> oh, nice. There you so go. like, yeah, like I, I I mess with both. Well, that's why that's why I like it, David, because that's how I am. I love Marvel, but Batman is my shit, and he's always no, gonna, he's on. always my guy. He's always <laughs> my guy. Batman is my shit. He's always my guy. Um, yeah. So today we're gonna talk some film stuff, and Corey and I are gonna review a couple things. Um, let's get out the unofficial sponsors out of the way. Uh, Bones Coffee, as always. Today, oh, I can't see my cup because it's in. I'm on. I'm on. <laughs> Sorry, set right you're now. on set. I'm on dude. set. Yeah, with James Bond, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm drinking Bones Coffee. This is the, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's the one that has like extra caffeine in it. The High voltage or whatever. See, Corey knows. He's an expert too. Uh, yeah, and it, it gets you going. It does, the one thing with this is versus the rest of their coffee that Corey and I have, I've had a bunch of flavors. This one doesn't have flavors. It, you, you sacrifice the flavor for the caffeine. This just tastes like kind of like 7-Eleven coffee, but you mm-hmm. fucking, you fucking feel the caffeine. <laughs> Hey, so no, I love 7-Eleven coffee. Let's get that. The blueberry away. one is the shit too. That one's pretty good. It is good stuff. Uh, and I'm sure coffee? you guys. Who's a tea guy? Oh, okay. that's not weird. And even, but on set, it's very weird. Oh, okay. Everybody's rocking coffee, yep. and they're going through coffee runs, Starbucks, Starbucks, Starbucks all day. And I'm like, can I have a yerba latte? Can you give me a chai, a dirty chai? <laughs> so white girl. Yeah, but there's so with that, like usually on set, I'm sure they'll have like the free coffee, right? But it's usually Starbucks. They get the travel. Yeah. But if, if, you, if you gotta, if you gotta, if you're if, if you're the PA getting the coffee and you got a cool producer, they'll usually let you get like your own coffee while you're there. Like got if it. you want to get a quick shot or a latte, put it on the card. But it's rare. Put it on my card. <laughs> um, Corey, what flavor are you drinking? I am drinking uh, Solimo, which is <laughs> it's is Amazon's that- Amazon's like 
Keurig coffee. It's oh, you're cheap. not doing bones today? No, oh, I didn't. Get out of here. <laughs> you don't like Bro, bones? Get the like fuck out. like you're drinking something out of the Temple of Doom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's so <funny>. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, totally. I ripped the fucking... Get, you know the coffee thing off of the stand Fresh like the heart. victim's heart <laughs> i love it all right well next episode you better be drinking bones i'm very I will, disappointed of course um, i also ran out of time i also want to give a shout out to um a clothing company i wear all the time like majority of my closet is this company called dos bootleg and i'm sure david's probably even seen me wear these shirts like the oh, film yeah. shirts with the black and white he knows oh yeah that was your go-to set gear dude it's my whole wardrobe and i got i just cool. got like five new shirts um i got one from like pulp fiction got uh goodfellas uh airheads um <laughs> what was the last airheads one? oh and i got a, a face mask they sell face masks and it has a quote from always sunny in Philadelphia that said uh, from Frank that says when I'm dead, just throw me in the trash. <laughs> Danny DeVito. Yeah, so I've, I've walked around public with it so far and people are like trying to read it. Like what the fuck? <laughs> and I love it. So shout out to Doss bootleg. Go check them out on Instagram and stuff. Um, I want to do one. Oh, well yeah. Give a shout out. What do you want to do? Okay. Shout outs to uh Coyote. Coyote. If you need to shoot a thing, they got all the stuff you need. Dude, they, <laughs> awesome. Out of all of those like rental places, they are like more of the high level. Like for real, yeah. they're like the most legit. They got this is not just supplies. They got like actual shooting space and stages that you can use. Like it's they're awesome. Yeah, so whenever I get cool. whenever I get my list of pickups and then I see Coyote on the top, I'm like, oh, today's gonna be a good day. Like yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't have to go to Avon. That's it's it's gonna be a good right? day. You're like, oh, they had a budget. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Corey doesn't know what we're talking about, but other people no, will. No, don't worry. But about I'm it. interested. I want to go there these are, now. These are good PA jokes. Don't worry. <laughs> Can I go to Coyote, sir? It's fun. Quite the adventure. <laughs> they are sometimes. Um, so I mean, you and I have kind of our industry has just been kaput for since like march what you've been up to uh since then just been hanging out collecting that um, unemployment yeah um, <laughs> hanging out down the street the same old thing did last week not a thing to do but talk to you there you, but, you know we're all all right mm -hmm. we're all all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love that uh, shout outs to that 70 show um no i i've been um as of recently actually i am trying to shoot a little a little short like it, it hit me just because all the stuff happening mm -hmm. right now it's been very difficult yeah um, and i wanted to kind of like create you show showcase my voice okay and voices film you know so that's the only thing i could think of was to to sort of create something like really really small but poignant you know yeah that's, so, that's tough though yeah yeah, hopefully next week I'll be doing that. But yeah, for the most part, um, my dad, he's helping produce a show that's going to be like a completely remote show, kind of similar to like how this is set up. Oh, okay. Um, and so I've been helping him with a few things and whatnot. But as far as like legit work, like nada, zilch. Yeah, we'll get into it a little bit. I have an article. We have some good news. Um, but yeah, I hear you, man. It's just I've been <clears throat> it's. I, I I think regardless of your department in a film set, grips, gaffers, everyone on there is like creative and mm -hmm. everyone's just been sitting at home, like trying to like they need this outlet to create. 
Mm-hmm. And it's so hard. And I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people that I've never like thought of making shorts, you know, like I've seen mm-hmm. some people that I know, uh, lighting guys and, and even, you know, DP guys, you know, sometimes do that, but I've seen a lot more of that because they got yeah. nothing better to do. Like might as well, you know, film some stuff in the backyard or something or, exactly. or, or figure exactly. out. I've seen even like some creative directors figure out a music video through zoom. I don't know how they do that. But yeah. That's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Corey, what have you been up to, man? Um, just still teaching this week's kind of last week for us. Um, I'm Corey a teacher. Te- I yeah, teach Corey, in what grade? Middle school, seventh yeah. graders in uh Paramount, oh. like uh Paramount, um, or by like Long Beach. Um, okay, cool. I I miss the kids so much, but like all the you know the shit going on, like we've had I've had to have like such a crazy conversation with them because it's it's unusual being their teacher and having to deal with like there's a million different things going on and kids are already mm-hmm. confused in general. Yeah. Right. And then they have to deal with all the stuff that they see, you know, happening. And, um, mm-hmm. they, it's, it's been kind of a roller coaster. It's like, it started out, you know, with, with like coronavirus, we might close and then guess what? We're closing. And then a few weeks later and there's like protests and stuff, which I'm like trying to encourage them through that. And like, here's how you can like be educated and be smart. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Because yeah. um, you, so pa- you know their parents aren't doing that for them. <laughs> Not the stories you've told me, Corey. They're, yeah, they're really they're like a lot of our parents happen to be like a lot younger too. Um, yeah, and they're probably so confused too. They don't even know yeah, what's going on. Yeah, it's it's tough. So we kind of relate on that. But it's it's we're getting to a point where it's like winding down. We got four days left. I got to go in on tomorrow to like clean my room, and it's like unreal because like I haven't even been in my room for. <laughs> you know, months now. Is it be the first time be, since lockdown or you? Yeah. It's wow. going to be really, really surreal. Um, and a little emotional. Cause like, I, I really love my kids. I just, I can't, you know, there's no way we can see them. Like yeah. it's impossible. David, Corey and his wife, Liz are both teachers and they're the good ones. They're the good teachers. <laughs> they're the ones that actually care about their kids. So they're, yeah. they're out there yeah. doing the lower. I, I can't imagine that you like thought one day, you know what? That movie World War Z. That's when I want to be a teacher. I know, like, <laughs> like dude. But I told the kids, like, this is that you are gonna come back from all of these events, like, with so much more knowledge and like equipped to handle a lot of this shit. Because yeah. when it hits you in real life, because it will, like, you'll be, ah, I, you know, I went through this. Like, I'm gonna, I can get through it. And there's, you know, light at the end of the tunnel and. And a I'm lot sure, of them are creative and doing creative stuff. And I'm sure so it's I'm tough like, that because, you know, you're <clears throat> someone they look up to, especially these mm-hmm. probably male kids, you know, the kids that are yeah. boys uh, looking up to you like a father figure. And now you're going to be gone <laughs> next week. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. They're going to be gone for a while. Are you are you giving them the option to like reach out during summer at all? Or is yeah, that just I'm going to tell them, like, if you have anything, okay, you know, you need anything. You got my That's you have, right. most of them have my number and stuff. So just like hit me up. Call do you, me, do whatever you see you uh, next semester when school starts being in class or you think it's going to be on Zoom still? It's our union, like one of our union people, like they were saying um, it's more than likely going to start out digital until like January, which wow. is too long for me. <laughs> I'm like, come on. I need to. However, I get it because having a, that many people together all at once is just it's really dangerous, you know? Yeah, um, that's crazy. That's one thing the kids are going to learn that we never did. 
We never had mm-hmm. to deal with virtual classrooms yeah. at all. I kind of had it in college, but it wasn't like this. It was just classes online mm-hmm. and even those sucked. Um, yeah. I can't yeah. complain. I'm, I'm over here collecting unemployment and it's more money than I ever made in the film industry. Dude, like, this is like <laughs> top, like, like fortunately since I've been doing AD thing, my yeah. paychecks have been getting better. But like, even with this, it's like, if I was on like a, a top tier, like PA gig. Yeah. Know, with what I'm making with unemployment, I'm like, dude, dude okay. l- luckily get, yeah. get, get this, David, this is pretty cool. Um, so like, I think it was like March 16th that somewhere in March when it was like, finally, like everyone shut down, mm-hmm. I was starting a job at Buzzfeed for the whole week. They were doing like their block stuff and yeah. it was, it was AD work. It was like three hundred three. I think it was I think I was getting paid 350, but with unemployment for some reason, it got knocked down to 300 or something. But because of that paycheck, my unemployment went up and BuzzFeed were really cool and still paid me for that week. It's so awesome. cool. Because I like showed up because they so cool. it got canceled literally like the morning of. I showed up, drove yeah. all the way from Orange County and sat. I was all set up for my laptop, ready my cup of coffee. Yeah. And there, and this lady comes in. She's like, yeah, so it's all canceled. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> oh, man. And I didn't expect to get paid. And then like uh, a few days later, they, they hit me up and I was like, OK, yes, please. <laughs> so and I, and, I hope, and I hope that means like since they paid me all this money, they want they want me to come back to kind of work off it again you know so hopefully it means jobs again so yeah awesome we'll see and uh just playing a lot of golf i went and played golf yesterday which was which was nice just just, you know we'll get my mind off things i went and played with my brother-in-law which Mm -hmm. was nice and i played pretty good um Corey, let's let's review some shit um you reviewed a movie that i have no idea what the (laughs) hell you're talking about hit me what is this thing you're you're reviewing um so I don't know if you guys have ever just like been like, fuck, I'm bored. I just want to go. I want to watch something and like, you know, get my mind off of just all the work I've been doing. I just watch the office when I, I don't go and watch something (laughs) I've never seen before. I just office. I've been in a horror movie. Like, you know me, I I like scary shit. I like it. Um, And just weird. (laughs) David, Corey is a, a teacher and a very like, pretty good Christian and he likes the weirdest, <laughs> darkest, grossest shit on the planet. Like I can't deal with it. It's so true. So, um, yeah. So this is what so I think it is. <laughs> I'm going on Amazon and I'm like, okay, prime, they got free movies all over the place, but you, it's like shooting, like throwing like a dime in the air and like guessing which, uh, you know, which side it's going to yeah. flip on. It's either going to suck really bad or it's going to be Okay. And so, the rough kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> my coin landed on Hell House LLC. Have you heard of Hell it? Hell House, I just watched that too. I can talk about it with you. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, like yes. kindred spirits, like right now. <laughs> but it was it was directed by a guy named Stephen Cognetti, whose only other frame of work is the three Hell House films. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, so it was like a series. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, three. Okay. Never I, I don't it. know. I don't know about the other two, but I'm gonna probably watch them. Um, so this is the third one in the series. Yeah. Okay. So to set it up, it's it's found footage, right? Um, so it's it's this oh, okay. group of people who run a yearly um like a haunted house kind of deal. Okay. Um, and it's kind of the it they're filming their creation of their newest like haunted house attraction in this supposedly haunted hotel 
Like they don't, they've heard stories and stuff. Okay. Um, there's, I would spoil, I, I think David can agree with me. Like you would, spo- we would spoil everything if we were like, you know, cause there's a lot of like twists and turns. Yeah. Like the things that make it really interesting. Yeah. Would just spoil it all, but you pretty much nailed it on like, that's the premise. Yeah. You know, yeah. Newer stuff. Out. We like to kind of keep spoiler free, but anything like 2000, before spoil the shit I mean, out of it. Technically, it's old, but I don't think a lot of people saw it. Yeah, I never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Quarantine. Mm. People are seeing it, so. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So I see the the strengths. I have like mixed feelings on it. Like the strengths were really strong. Like there was a really creepy, creepy scenes where it was like you know, with with a found footage camera, like walking around this old house where they have all these fucking props set up that are like super creepy um and they're you know it's like a halloween haunt kind of thing like it's it's creepy at night um and then they start seeing weird crap um but the acting like was like okay i'm like i'm like all right you're you're good there and then they would kind of like ham it up a little and i'm like oh but i was so into it so like the acting kind of like was inconsistent. I felt because I would like be really into it, and then like I'd really be like, conv- "Wait, convinced it's like found footage in another scene." That's yeah, like, okay, this is probably take and three or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, and so some of the stronger actors are really good, and then some of the weaker actors, I'm like, "Oh, that pulled that down a little bit." Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I bet the budget wasn't like super high or anything like that. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it felt like they re- they had a low budget, but they were really smart with with how they used it for sure. And like some of the things they made happen, I'm like, again, don't want to spoil a lot of things, but some of the like creepy stuff they made happen was like awesome. Like that was like a one shot thing. There's mm-hmm. this like one specific instance I can think of all kind of say some weird crap starts happening and this guy like walks into this one room, sees a clown, like walks out and it walks back in and like the clown in that same spot is like totally gone but like the figure at ah, it's it's hard to explain like the way they do like one shot stuff in it is really cool um have you, david have you worked on a few of those one shot stuff um yes well one thing i worked on one music video with um what that was the guy An- ansel ansel egg Egg. Baby driver. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yo, that was a one take, and I worked on that. Um, that was something. Yeah, they're. Fun. Um, I, I did like one. literally. It's like ten hours. Well, two hours to set up, six hours of rehearsal, one hour of shooting, and then you strike. So like, oh yeah, all just rehearsing. I mean, there's a few parts where they do like a simulated. You know, you got to rehearse with the camera. Like you say rehearse yeah. and you think, oh, just the, you know, the actors. No, everyone's got to rehearse. The PA is yeah. like, if, especially on one shots, everyone is moving around. Yeah. I got I to, was, sorry, go sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> I think there was only like three actual cuts yeah. um, for, for like the transitions in the thing. So like, it was like, and that's an three, art in itself too, to figure out how to cut it. it. Like when you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. I worked on two, I worked on a music video um, it was directed by Jerome D. Do you know him? Yeah, I know Jerome. Yeah, it was one of his videos. I forget the artist, but it was really fun. It was, uh, they cut it into three sh- uh, shots, I believe. Um, but it was, yeah, it was an experience that I'd never ex- uh, seen before. And then recently, in November, um, I got to work on a weekend video 
where oh, it was a, 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 oh, live, yeah. a live performance on Stephen Colbert. And, oh, wow. and, but we filmed it on the West coast, um, in the CBS lot. And that was, I mean, I love working on set and sometimes they're just, you know, they're music videos and whatever, but sometimes I'm like in awe of like, dude, I'm working on this. This is fucking cool. <laughs> like, I'm sure you experienced that too. Right. Where you're just uh, like, is this, is this real? The one that had me really like, whoa, involved the weekend. Oh, wow. Uh, was when they were doing HBO was making this album of songs kind of like inspired by game of thrones kind of like what they did with like black panther oh, okay. like album mm-hmm. and so it was a song with um travis scott the weekend and SZA. <laughs> i haven't heard of SZA. that's a funny name uh, i've never heard of SZA, but that's so a funny like name S-Z-A. nice SZA. oh oh yeah yeah uh awesome i it, it's a female right uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yes, I I love her. I love her music. Like yeah, she I, some really good stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was so they brought in, and there's a picture on my Instagram, the actual throne that was used like when <sighs> filming in Croatia. Nerd. So Nerd I now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even a big Game of Thrones fan. I, I watched it. I watched Definitely the first season nerd. and then kind of gave up. But that oh, like so good. I, I would be I would respect the shit out of that thing. That'd be that's really so, cool. Like, and they had this LED panel wall yeah. that was like 50 feet high. Yes. That would project images and project the background, similar to what um Disney does with like the Mandalorian. I don't know if you've watched yeah, oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what you're talking about. Oh, wow. Similar to that. Very similar to that. And so we would build. So, like, um everyone was sort of themed. So the weekend was kind of like Jon Snow themed, where he was um uh at actually, no, he was like someone in the in the um a wildling almost. Oh yeah, and yeah. It was very. It was all the snow. This is going over and then my head. SZA was like, uh, <laughs> SZA was like a Targaryen because it was like desert eating fire and flames and stuff like that. Okay, I know them. Okay, and and then um, Travis was like, he was on the wall, and okay. so we had literally almost it was like a 20, 25 foot structure that they of course in post extended but we had the section of it so that we could actually get the low angles and stuff like that. And we had flames going please, off. It was just, please it, it, tell me <laughs> you went up on the wall. I got close. So you I can say like, halfway. I was on the wall too. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I was, I was, well, I mean, I was happy. I got to sit in the, on the iron throne. Hell uh, yeah. Uh, is that your photo of you sitting on it? Yeah. Oh dude. That's oh, so rad. So dope. I'll probably pull it up. But, um, uh, that, dude, that sounds awesome. That was, whole production. Yeah, I was second AD on that, so it was it was pretty cool, and I got to be like right there with and work directly with oh, Abel, yeah. likes to be called, and you know all these <laughs> folks. It was pretty cool. That's awesome, really. Corey. Uh, uh, and for the listeners who don't know, second AD deals more with the talent, right, David? Mm-hmm. They yeah. kind of secondhand to the first AD. Um, exactly. Yeah, because we like to teach people on this podcast. Not everyone knows. Oh. Um, cool. Anything else, Corey? Uh, what's your scrutiny scale um, about? So I got off off topic real quick. No, no, that's fine. That's good. I like that. Um, Uh, With the hood up and everything. Dude. Oh, that's super cool. That's rad. I'm so jealous. Like, I can like (laughs) be there right now. (laughs) It was definitely a perfect like nerd experience. Yeah. But Uh, we, um, anyway, like the the score, what'd you get? 
I gave it, um, and I hope I hope we're kind of close on this, David. But I gave it a seventy-five uh, percent, just because it was like I I really like the idea and the concept. I feel like with the budget they had, they did the best they could do, and it creeped the hell out of me at times. So because. To tell you the truth, the movie, the only movies that have really freaked me out were like paranormal activity movies where I feel like that stuff's kind of like could be real. Yeah. And when it deals with like Satanism and cults and stuff, that shit creeps me out. But I love watching it. So like the witch and like all those creepy ass like occult Mm -hmm. movies. I love that stuff. Um, So I, I thought it was really good. I thought the like the payoff could have been creepier a little bit because the end gets kind of like muddled and like I get why they did it, but um, well, you have to go back and watch the other two because maybe they just well, they, run, well, they ran out of oh, ideas. Oh, right? was? yeah, that's the first one. So oh, I want to see. I'm sorry, I thought you said it was the third one. Okay. Oh no, I want to see two and three. But oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I couldn't uh, find the budget of it. I was trying to do some research while you were talking. I couldn't find anything. I think I agree. I think 75 is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Our scrutiny scale, scrutiny scale is kind of harsh if you don't know it. It's because it, it breaks down certain uh, categories. So okay. it's different than like your gut feeling of, I think it's 87%. Like with doing the scale, it gives you the definitive number kind of thing. That's how, oh. that's how we think of it. So okay. there's okay. like your gut well, number and, and then there's like the scrutiny scale. Of like, I guess an old school star yeah. system. For sure. I give it like three. I think it's yeah. fair to give it three. That's know? a good one. <laughs> um, and I, I, I think that the thing that for me made it work the best was how they handled the found footage. Mm-hmm. They made it feel very real. Yeah. And like it never felt like at one point we're like, oh, well, how did they get that shot? That, that, that doesn't make any sense. You know, like that clearly was a crane or like something like that or a gimbal. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. No, it all felt very real, very handheld. And I think they did a good job with the character development. Yes. Because I gave a crap, especially when something happens to a particular character, which to me was one of the creepiest sequences that takes place in, in the room, the, in the bedroom. Oh, yeah. 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 So, and so not only was it like one of the creepiest sequences, but you really like that person. Mm-hmm. So you're like, Oh man, is something happening? Like, you yeah. know, you don't want anything to happen. Um, so yeah, it, it did, especially for something that is now almost a trope within itself, mm-hmm. you know, being a found footage film. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a fair, a fair, fair job, but yeah, that the, the payoff in the end mm-hmm. was weak, especially they set it up so well in the beginning with all of the news footage and yeah. everything where it's like, Oh my gosh, something crazy went down. But when you actually see what goes down, yeah. it's kind mm. of lackluster a little, you know, you think that it's going to just go bananas. Yeah. But like, Oh, Oh, that's okay. And then they try to do some extra stuff at the end and it's just kind of like, could have done without like, it's a little convoluted. But, yeah, And I mean, did you see uh, hereditary? Oh yeah. So I I tread light water here because I I actually really like that movie. But Uh the first time I saw it, I hated the end because for that reason, like what? That's it. Like, yeah, that's it. And that's and that's how I still feel about it. Like, yeah, 
Hereditary is so creepy. Good until yeah. literally the third act. The third act is when it's like mm-hmm. it, it leaves being this psychological thriller. Yeah. And then becomes your typical boogeyman monster horror film. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And that transition didn't feel organic and it didn't it didn't mesh well with the rest of the film. It felt it completely changed the tone mm-hmm. of the movie. And you're kind of like what the okay, hell? This feels like it could have been. It should have been all the way one or the other. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So, yeah. And so that's how, I could compare my feeling of this movie. Minus obviously the acting in Hereditary is mind blowing. That like the budget. yeah, and the budget <laughs> yeah, and Ari Aster and everything. But yeah. Hell House like had a similar feel to where I'm like I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm creeped out, and then at the end I'm like oh, oh. is this the Midsummer guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't. I like love it. Midsummer, by the way, too. So, fuck Midsummer. Midsummer, I thought was okay. I like, <laughs> listen to David. It's Midsummer. <laughs> Midsummer. That's how it's pronounced. You're right. You're right. It is. I, I'm. I, that movie, I, I appreciated the 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 way they made it. I just hated the story. I just fucking Got hated it. the characters and the story and everything. It it just was like horror porn like i didn't want old people falling <laughs> off a cliff that's part of the shit out of the movie i don't care so if, if hereditary is anything like midsomar then no I'm, I'm not at all oh it's way not? different no out, uh, watch i i okay. would, i would tell if someone asked me about like oh which one should i watch i'd say midsomar is iffy it, it 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 it's 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 hit or miss. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for overall, Hereditary is a hit. Absolutely, okay. maybe I'll so check Hereditary it out. Hereditary is checking out, especially like um if you like The Witch. Oh, I haven't seen that so either. Right there, at that Fuck, same thing, that movie's so good. It's kind of maybe a slow burn, but come still o- enough come stuff o- happens. Come on. Come October, I'll start watching creepy movies again. (laughs) But yeah, it's a good movie. Go check it out. Hell House. It's a good like sit there, eat some popcorn and like get the shit scared out of you. Yeah. Nice. You said Amazon, right? Yeah. Amazon Prime. Nice. Cool. Um, I reviewed an album. Um, uh, if the listeners listeners heard it at the very beginning, we played some some music, and uh, it's basically the beginning of this band's music video. The band is called The Ghost Inside, and it's got the same ni- name for the title or for the album. Uh, so self titled album is that what they say? Self titled album. Yeah. yeah, that's what they say. Um, so big history with this band. Um, they're they're on Epitaph Records. This album came out this year, uh, this on Friday. Um, uh, so back in so they they're like a metalcore band. They they put out two records up until uh, 2015. And um, okay, I'm trying to get my pages right. Here we go. Um, so they started in 2004 and got a really good following. Um, they're just they're this great mixture of hardcore throwdown kind of 18 visions like eight like oc hardcore with new york hardcore but also like pop almost um mm-hmm. in later albums they started singing a little bit more um but it's definitely screaming but the way that they set their songs up as a songwriter i i just go oh that's that's just like something you do in a pop song but they did it with you know <laughs> they detune their guitars all the way down to whatever (laughs) the lowest note you can go. Um, and they're just all, all around all their members are just really good at what they do. 
Uh, but tragically, in 2015, they got into a really bad um, crash. Or I'll read off the Wikipedia. On the morning of November 19, 2015, the band's tour bus collided head-on with a tractor trailer while headed out west to Mesa, Arizona, mm-hmm. on Highway 180, uh, eight miles east of the border. Blah blah blah. Uh, it's in El Paso, Texas. The drivers of both vehicles died, while the remaining 10 people on the boat survived. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, uh, yeah, so they, and basically the whole band, I was trying to, <laughs> I should have reread this over <laughs> before the podcast, but, um, basically the whole band got injured. Um, they all had to do rehab. And if you watch the video for this new song, they show clips of the, the, the accident, the singer is doing his performance of the song, like singing to the camera and basically where the accident happened. They went back. It's and did crazy. these really great shots because it's in the middle of the desert, so it's got this amazing background, and it's just very poetic. And then the rest of it is like crowd shots and them in the studio, but then also shots of them rehabbing and having to deal with the crash. And um, out of all of them, I, the drummer got it the worst. He had to uh, have his right leg, right where his kneecap uh, or knee is, uh, he had to get it amputated. So, I mean, for a drummer, I mean, a, a guitar player could probably do it. You know, he still just needs his yeah. hands and can just sit on a stool. But a drummer, I mean, that is crucial. Um, yeah. So he had to figure out how to walk again. And then um, with um, his drum company, which I believe I don't know, it probably doesn't say it on here, but it's a well-known drum company. They worked with him and figured out a system because, he, you know, I hate to be insensitive, but, you know, his nub still, he can still, you know, wiggle it around. You know, he can still move, right. you know, and so they figured out a contraption that hooks onto his knee and can make the kick drum still move because, you know, metal core, you, <laughs> a kick drum, yeah. double kick drum, that's a must. Like, you're not going to survive in that industry uh, without a killer kick kick drum so he had to basically re, you know relearn how to play drums with his leg um and then they made this really great comeback show at the shrine uh last year in july sold out in like a minute i mean it, not yeah. inside it's out it's the outside venue and, it, and there's footage of that on this music video too and it's just a sea of people so this so their cool. fan base just really got behind them and pushed them and, and thankfully five years later they put out this new album and it's incredible. It's exactly, if you're a fan of this band, this is exactly what you wanted. Every track is just in your face. Great breakdowns. Um, there's a couple, there's like one song on there that's a little but rocky. I don't remember which one it's called, but <laughs> the people in the South are really going to like that one. But other than that, they're yeah. track by track. Um, one of the songs I wanted to mention, I'm trying to remember what the name of it is. Um, I think it's Unseen. It's got one of the most awesome sounding snares I've like heard in a long time. It's in the breakdown and they just, it's just dun, dun, dun. It's just these fucking <laughs> loud ass fucking snares. I love it. And yeah, it's, it's great. Um, it was produced by Will Putney and he's kind of now I, in my eyes, the, uh, David F- or uh, David Feldman. What's his first name? Corey, John Feldman. John, he's like the John Feldman of metalcore. He Got does it. all these bands. Um, he just did the last four year strong album too. That's another reason. It's so good. Uh, knock, <laughs> knock loose, Norma Jean, thy art murder after the burial counterparts. I mean, this is heavy bands. Yeah. yeah. So this was, this the guy who was probably the perfect person to make this album with them. Um, let me bring up my scrutiny scale real quick. I gave it a 90 and that's awesome. And that feels pretty good. Um, 
it's yeah. it's cool to hear that they like you know use the situation that they went through with like the the crash and everything to kind of like create and yeah be like hey like this take is what our, happened to us, you know? Take our time, let's get better, and then once mm-hmm. we're better, let's do it the best we can. And you know these musicians don't have the best healthcare, if healthcare at all. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like these record labels, you know, when you sign, you get money and full yeah. dental, you know? Uh, so um, Unless you're smart with your negotiation. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Gaga puts that in her contract. Yeah. Um, but you know, everyone. Uh, um, I, I I know at the time, Violent Gentlemen came out and did a line mm-hmm. of clothes to do a, a fundraiser. They they raised a bunch of money when this happened. So I, I I'm sure they were taken care of. You know, the best they could. Um, but yeah, great album. If you know this band, go listen to this. If you like screamo, hardcore, metal, this is right down the middle. If you don't like this, then I don't I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, David, do you listen to much of this kind of music? What, what what's in your what do you what's on your uh, iPod right now? What have you been listening to kind recently? Of sort of everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, Corey was asking like, "Does he listen to our kind of music?" And I was like, "I don't think so." <laughs> I know he I knows in sync and Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I mean, I was just listening to like System of a Down with a friend. Yes. Day, so. There you go. Love System of a Down's so, dope. It's very appropriate right now. Dude, Come on. And yeah, this is yeah. before this was even happening. So like mm-hmm. it's legit like what I I, I mess with. Um yeah. I mean like I was going through everything, like because we were looking for rock sort of emo-ish stuff. So like we were listening. So yeah, it was it was there was a system of a down in mm-hmm. there, evanescence came up in oh, there. Yeah. Um, you know they get some shit sometimes evanescence. They're good, yeah. That, dude, that shit can sing, man. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. And um uh, what's Brendan Urie's group? Oh, b- Panic! Panic! Freaking Panic! Freakin yeah. panic. Good. But here's the weird thing about this though, and this is what is like totally a me situation. I didn't even know the person's name, that uh, Brendan Urie. Yeah. Until Frozen Two. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! He has a uh, song he in there. A version of the Into the Unknown song mm. that is oh my. God, his voice is just come on and yeah, like check that out. epic and, and powerful. And he's just, br- and it's, 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 it's panic that's doing it. So it's not just like him singing it. Like well, he is panic. <laughs> yeah. Huh? He is panic. It's not really a band well, anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. as far as even like, it's like the, his branding. the instruments used and like the, the musicality behind it. Yeah, I get you. It, that's it's very, it's much more hardcore, but like, it's still true to the essence of what the, the, the theatrical version of the song is. Got and it. that's what I really appreciate because I usually hate it when there's an artist version. Because yeah. I like musicals. So I hate it when there's like the artist version of the song. Yeah. And then, you know, we wrote like, it. You know, well, like, what, um, what's one that I. Um, yeah, give me an example. Um, dang. I can't think of. Ah. Uh, oh, is it? Is it? This is called dead air. I think that there's, isn't there a, you, you've got a friend in me with like, um, Elton John. Uh, there's like a version where he does it or something like that. Not a, not a, not a Randy Newman one. Oh, Randy Newman's awesome. I know what you're, he, I know I what you're talking about like, though. Oh, that's what it was. Um, the circle of life. Yeah. There's an Elton John version. And I mean, it's Elton John. He's or great. Or is it this, the sleeps tonight version? 
What? No, it's 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 the it's a it's it's a circle of life. Oh, okay. Because he has this version where he's like the circle of life. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, had, I had that soundtrack for sure. I, I'm not. It's not that I like that they're bad. It's just I really am a purist to usually the originals version. Especially yeah, you watch it? the movie and then you go, what is this shit? Like exactly. Give me the cartoon exactly. version. This is what I right. know. Wait. <laughs> exactly. And you know, and if you're going to do it, then do it like Toy Story where no matter what, it's actually Randy Newman with the, you got a friend in me. <laughs> <laughs> you got a that was good. good friend in me. Yeah, dude, <laughs> everyone could do a Randy Newman impression. <laughs> they all basically yeah. sound the same, but yeah. it, it's everybody's yeah, rendition. Yeah, um, <laughs> but who else well, did that song "Circle of Life"? Well, just just the. Oh, it was like the uh, whatever. I forgot the woman's name who sings it in the movie. Oh, the live action. No, 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 no. The, no, from the, the original animated. Yeah, the film. cartoon one. The one from the movie, Corey. Like yeah, when you when you hear it in the film, the chick. It's like, oh, it's like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got what you mean. I got what you mean. And then they went after. Yeah. An Elton but John. But then you hear the Elton John version. It's the circle of death. <laughs> it's like, it's, you know, it's again, it's fine. It's just you you grow up with one, and then you hear the yeah. other. And you're like, what? What? Yeah, is yeah, this? yeah. What is this? Uh, Both are epic, but it just—it's right. something like you're used to. You got it, right? And so that's why I was—I was very pleased with yeah what they did with Frozen too because they. Just I'll have to listen chilled. to that because I yeah I and like Brandon yeah. I like Brandon Yuri. Did He's you a work, solid? Did dude. you work on that? Um, every time I vid- every time I die video with him with me with uh Brendan oh, Dermer directed. Wait, so. no. Brandon Yuri in a Every Time I Die song? Yeah, I did behind the scenes of every time I die video and the, every time I die, I wasn't even there. I didn't get to meet them. That was the whole point. I wanted to meet them because I love that band. And, <laughs> um, but it was like this narrative thing. It's a really cool video. Um, but yeah, Brandon Yuri makes a cameo. He's like this wizard guy or something. But <laughs> That's anyways. hilarious. Yeah, it's funny. Cause like half of the stuff that, um, Robert and I worked on, I didn't know and could care less. <laughs> and he'd be like, dude, have you heard this band before? I'm like, nah, dude. No, nah. I have not. <laughs> so yeah. there's much, but you've, yeah, much you've more probably had like the weekend or something like that. You've had your handful of like artists that you're like, oh right, shit. But like as far as stuff like with you and me yeah. with like Anthem. And oh whatnot, yeah. Very punk like, stuff. Never. Yeah. It was all like rock type stuff. So yeah. and it was like very specific rock. So like, it wasn't like as mainstream. So you have to really know that genre to like know and appreciate some of those artists. Are you calling so me? I, was, I think it's, I think he's nicely telling me that I'm a hipster. Is that, you are, saying? sir. I'm an emo hipster. I wouldn't deny it. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> this side of the world, you'd be in Silver Lake. Yep. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Echo Park, Down the street Eagle from Rock. Donut, friend. Yeah, exactly. I'll move, I'll move uh, up there eventually. Where are you at? Where, where in LA are you at? Now I'm in Northridge. I used to be in Hollywood. Oh, okay. Now I'm in the Valley. How's that working? Hot. Yeah, it's hot. Um, it's but it's not hotter. too bad because, I mean, even like traveled, especially since most of our call times are stupid early, it's about the same amount of time as I would take going from Hollywood to wherever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's not too bad. Um, um, yeah. Since we were talking about like, movies and amazon things there was one because i thought that you just wanted me to talk about stuff that was like more recent well we tried to yeah i did see another fun horror movie on amazon intentionally looking because i go to amazon specifically for bad things yeah okay that's that's what i always think of they never have good movies 
yeah, every now and again, I try to find some like good horror, but most of the time I'm looking for the cheese. Yeah. And there is a movie called Killer Sofa. Killer Sofa? <laughs> I hear a title like that and I go, how did the, f- I'm trying to make movies. How the fuck did that get made? <laughs> <laughs> I got better ideas than a killer sofa. Dude, just well, go that's a good to idea, Amazon. Though. I'm telling yeah, you. I'm going to start pitching my movies to Amazon. Is everything you want it to be. Really? There's like this spirit inhabiting this, this <laughs> armchair. It's not even a sofa. It's an armchair. Okay. I like and that. Like, well, that's, not, that's not a snappy killer armchair. It's like, no, yeah. that, you know, we did some killer, focus groups. Killer a lot of people seat. like sofa. All right, we're going with sofa. <laughs> um... You hate it when the studio gets involved. Right. No. <laughs> but like this thing literally was having like a love affair with a, a human per- woman. What? And like could teleport itself, would, <laughs> would <laughs> instead of like reclining out, it would raise up to on all fours or whatever. And it would move. Dude, oh my I god! I see it. Killer sofa on Amazon. Oh. Is it? Watch it. Is it like, but but very like self aware. Like it know it knows what it's doing. So here's and it's what I love where it's self aware in regards to the content. Yeah, but they shot it very seriously though. Okay. So it plays like this is like a legit horror movie with the just most outlandish things happening. Wow. And I absolutely love that because, <laughs> again, the content doesn't take it so seriously, but it's shot with a very serious frame of mind. Like, it's no, there's no bad cuts or weird. Yeah. Edit, you know? Okay. Um, so the competent filmmaking. Exactly. Exactly. Corey, uh, you go watch it and tell me. How I will, is. dude. <laughs> I'm gonna. That's gonna be the next like mini episode. It's like, hey, you know. Yeah, we do little dead. mini mini episodes. Yeah. Okay. That's that's yeah, where that that's where we do more. We call it retroactive reviews where we do kind of older stuff. I don't know why Corey's doing okay. a movie from 2015. He didn't tell me that. <laughs> You made it hey, sound it's like it's new a newer enough. movie. Damn it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if you're into that, so I'd recommend Killer Sofa. Yeah. And Velocipaster. <laughs> Velocipaster. Is it a Velociraptor who's a pastor? It's or a is pastor it a pastor? <laughs> it's a Velociraptor. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to say it's a, it's a pastor. <laughs> of course, of course. I'm stupid about that. Wow. Get it right, Robert. <laughs> That's pretty so good. funny. We'll have to check those out. Is, yeah. that one, is that one on Amazon too? Uh huh. These are all Amazon finds. The next one that I literally have in my queue is, and you being a, um, a man of faith, you might appreciate this, just like Velocipaster. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Vampire Hunter. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's great! But they, but but didn't they make like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? Yeah, that, yeah. that was cool. Did. I mean, so the next one's gonna like, be they're gonna team up. Made, this one was made with like five dollars. <laughs> and I have a pocket change <laughs> and a lot of I, favors. I, yeah, I haven't watched this one yet, but. I have watched Killer Sofa. Well, we definitely want to have you back on at some point. So maybe you come yes. back and tell us what about uh, Jesus uh, Christ vampire? Yeah, Hunt, that'll Hunter be the or next killer. Uh, I think it's Vampire Hunter. Yeah, because you yeah. do you kill a vampire? You, I guess I guess when you finally do the spike, I guess that it's killing it, right? Because right? already the, dead. You know what I mean? They're the living dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Doctor Moore. The undead. <laughs> Doctor. 
zombie. Nice. Um, let's get into you, David. Let's let listeners uh, get to know you a little better. So you have an interesting backstory. You grew up in Florida. Indeed, I survived. Florida yeah. man. So, oh my gosh. So uh, hit us with your childhood because it's kind of interesting because your dad is yeah. uh, someone I was a big fan of growing up. Yes. And when you, and when you told uh, me, me yeah, too. so hit us. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about growing up in Florida. So when I was a young warthog. Um, <laughs> nice. That's a callback. I, uh, <laughs> uh, my dad was a television host over at Nickelodeon, and he hosted a show called Nick Arcade. Yes. Um, and a very short-lived show called uh, You're On. A I lot know. of guest appearances on other shows like All That and um, oh, so Figure good. It Out. Um, and of course, yours truly caught the bug. So I myself was kind of like a bit of a child actor where I did um, episodes of All That, Keenan and Kel, I was a regular of the charade brigade on um, figure it out. Did I freeze? Oh, you're good. Yeah. Audio is uh, audio is good. Okay. Um, So yeah, I was a regular uh, charade brigade for figure it out. Dude. Um, And um, yeah, I I grew up uh, living very much like a life out of like a Disney movie. Um, But then, you know, things happen. Parents split up, people move. Mm -hmm. Then uh, reality hits, but I've always loved film in the industry. So even in high school, like I was part of the AV team, you know, I was, uh, <laughs> yeah, our, uh, Corey and I went to high school together and we didn't have an AV team. No. The closest I had was music. I went to kind of like this, like of the public schools, it was like the bougie art one okay. in Orlando. Gotcha. Um, Dr. Phillips, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they had, they had a television production class oh, and, um furthering my nerd nerdiness i was part of like the anime club and just oh all yeah and then also a theater kid like i was i had every reason to get beat up and made fun of <laughs> because the school was lit, like about that i was like super popular like it was dope <laughs> that's so cool i feel like if we all went to high school we we probably would have hit it off because i was friends with the theater kids too i was a marching yeah. band nerd so, okay, I, yeah. but I was also a baseball jock. So I, I got shit for being a band kid, but like people kind of respected me because I was good at baseball. So, right, yeah, right. but and I, I was always conditioned with the football team. My mom would never actually let me play. So oh. I had a lot of jock friends too. So, yeah, I was like everywhere I could yeah. kind of go in a circle. Super cool. Um, but yeah, so long story short, I. Yeah, when did you, when did you come out to LA? Yeah, so I was, I was uh, in Florida, I was going to college. It was like a community college and taking film courses. And my dad hit me up and like, hey, I know you're going to school for this, but I'm out here working. So if you want to come out and work, you can. So I was like, deuces. Yeah. And, I flew out and I started working in 2009. How old, are, uh, how old did you? You're, I think, a year younger than me. I think you. you so you're my age. Yeah. 32? I'm 31. 31. Okay. I'm 32. Yeah. Okay. I was I, 32. April was my. So there you go. Nah. Yeah. Nice. So what, what yeah, so, um, I was like 19, 18, 19, something like that when okay. I moved out. Yeah. Um, and um, I was doing the, the reality TV thing for a long time. Um, then eventually moving into indie films. Mm-hmm. And that's when I first got like the assistant director bug. Um, I met up with a guy who's a friend of mine um, named Josh. 
and he kind of got me in to that world but i didn't know shit yeah so you- i didn't know what i was doing at all but because he was the homie, he was like, yeah, you can AD. You've been on sets. I'm like, yeah. okay. So back back up a little bit. So in college, that community college, you were taking a f- couple of film classes type that mm-hmm. you were already getting started at that. But how long were you there? Oh, yeah. Did you have like a semester, a year? How long were you there for? I was there for a year. Okay. Yeah. Was there for a year. So you and I are kind of in the same boat. I went to audio school. And then mm. I was, you know, it's kind of parallel to film, but I didn't go to film school, school either. I just got kind of thrown mm. in and fucking figure it out, kid. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. kind of like you, but you, I mean, but you actually did have a lot of experience though. You had, you grew up on set. Like, yeah. You, yeah but like to an extent, you know, yeah. like, cause but that's great I experience back then. Yeah. So you were more on so the acting. I didn't really see mm-hmm. the production side of it. I, got you know? it. I, you know, I was familiar with, with scripts and acting and like, you know, how, you, to, how to do that, knowing did, my marks and, and all you were that. a kid and I'm sure the second AD was just trying to distract you while you weren't on set. Did <laughs> you, that, much, that's what you, you do know? with kids. Did you, like, I, I, so I'm a huge Nickelodeon like fan. Okay. Like I'm like a huge nerd for that stuff, but yeah. like behind the scenes like i've heard like the magic especially watching a lot of like videos on youtube about it like some of the magic is kind of gone because you don't have all the like cool green screens and stuff and all that uh, like well, you're talking specifically about nick arcade? like nick arcade or like any of the game well, shows the thing with nick arcade that was was different was yeah some of the magic is gone but yeah it kind of wasn't because since it was real time and it was the first time you had that technology to be in a suit and then look at a monitor and see yourself in a game playing. so cool. You know, that's never been done before. Now it's common. Now you have VR in your home. That was not a thing. I always sat there going, why can't you do that? It's it's right there. Just jump up. It's right there. But yeah, Yeah. what they're they're doing like the weatherman thing. It's better basically a weatherman setup. Exactly what they were doing. So that's it's like somebody to told you do the weather and you don't even know how the green screen works. It's just kind of like, right. oh yeah, there it is. Exactly, <laughs> nice. exactly. So, um, so they still had a really cool experience, and yeah. of course, like all of the set was real. So you know they had the giant mm-hmm. doors that would open up and real smoke and lights, Epic. and then a row of arcade games set up that's on the so side, random. you know, and then the other side, of course, so- of the the panels where you compete. Um, so yeah, like a, a lot of it was genuine, and then like That's even awesome. other things like guts, everything oh. practical. You know, you go into, into onto that sound stage, and there's the elastic jungle, and there's this set, there's this set, and then all the way down to the end, there's the aggro. You saw yeah. on the set of guts. Yeah, I've done that. I've, I've, I, it was cool because like when they weren't shooting, you, you could just go and do the the course. You climb? Oh, did you climb the aggro crag? Yeah. Oh my god. You motherfucker. And the mega. I got to do the mega when it was working. Did you get to see Olmec? Oh yeah, I know Olmec. Dude, seriously? (laughs) So the people who I'm still kind of in contact with, um, not Olmec as much, but um (laughs) Kirk Fogg. And um, um, why is his name eluding me? Kurt Bog is the, gu- the guts oh, guy, right? Summers? Mark Summers. Mark Summers. Summers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mark Summers is dope yeah, too. Those are the two that are in contact with my dad the most that I see most often. Wow, that's I just rad. Mark last year because 
Um, he invited us all to go to the Double Dare shoot when they, since they brought oh. it, had brought oh, it back. Oh, that's right. They brought it back. Yeah. So good. So, like, while waiting for the next one to go, like, did we're they, all hanging out with him. Didn't they, bring, uh, didn't they bring Temple of Doom or Temple of, is that, no, what was it? Hidden Temple. Temple. So, what they did with Legends was a um, movie. They did a movie. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Uh, made for TV movie. Oh, and it would have oh, okay. So double dare. The other sorry, I got. I'll shut up after a while. But the slime. I heard like it tastes like vanilla. Is this true? So okay, slime has gone through many iterations. <laughs> yes. First, for me, my favorite is the OG recipe, which was vanilla pudding and um, uh, applesauce, and then the green food color. Huh. Interesting. So there was like this weird sort of texture with the apples in there. Yeah, you a, little know? Ch- a little more chunky, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, a little more chunky, and it tasted amazing. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it just became just the vanilla pudding with the green, mm. and then it became like this watery compound that, like, I don't. I think it was like technically edible, but like it didn't taste it did, good. Like, yeah. Yeah, so it changed. It was like three different versions of slime. So I got to visit the Nickelodeon studios when I was a kid. It was a big deal. I went when I was in like sixth grade, I think. Guess we're probably both there. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was around the same time. Yeah, Um, and we got to watch, I forget what show. I I have like flashes. It was kind of early, but I remember they brought us into this uh, area where they showed us how they made the slime and we got to taste it and yeah it was pretty good I don't know what version yeah. I tasted but yeah it tasted <laughs> it obviously cool, wasn't man. the watered down one but yeah I saw the fountain in it <laughs> excuse me it was really cool like I was like I'm going to Nickelodeon Stevens and then you go inside and it was like oh I was expecting like Willy Wonka's factory in there, basically like right, right. all these like people making shows and having fun. It was just like all these just rooms and sound stages. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, this is where the magic happens. Okay, so it's it's really cool though because they made it as practical as possible while filming. Yeah, yeah. You know, so when things are on, like you're really there. Because um, they had cool. to back then; they didn't have CGI. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, where is that image? since we're talking about all this stuff. Okay, so while recently I've been, uh, one of the last things I've been working on has been another show for, it's so crazy how full circle my life has been. I'm finding find myself back at Nickelodeon on the other side of the world in a different, like, and in, in behind the camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm still there. Like, it's, it's crazy. It always when, comes when, back. Like, when regards to my dad, like, I just happen to be there. Um, so... Working on a show, I had to go through their storage vault to try to find some stuff for some games we were developing. Mm. And I found, so there's me with an old figure it out charade brigade outfit. Oh, dude. In it. That's wow. Dope. That was kind of recent. So cool. Um, That's and crazy. And because we kind of know each other, like when we see each other, we were like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, um, we got the invite and got to hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Was, uh, that the, was that the new movie? No. So that's the Our show for the new old bat. Oh, oh, that's right. Okay. Brought it back. And it's all like the same uh, members, right? It's all now they're all old now though. Well, no. So it's a whole new cast, but oh. a lot of the original players are, um, playing like the dads, like the parents in the sketches now. Kind of, yeah. We were reprising <laughs> their original roles, and like, yeah. um, 
Keenan and Kel are both producers on oh, it. Oh, that's so like, cool. So it's cool because it still feels like it's part of the, you know, old school family. Yeah. Ke- Keenan was Keenan was like my favorite. I just every time I saw him on screen, I'd be like, Yes, he's hilarious. <laughs> um That's rad. I can't find this other one that I wanted to show you too, but um but yeah, no, um, so yeah, like Nickelodeon has always been a part of my life. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of cool. I just found you my- You can't get my rid of them. <laughs> yeah, right? It's it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Nice. So now uh, you're working on, that's what you're working on right now? Or, well, or what? Um, yeah, right it's now. a show called Ryan's Mystery Playdate. Oh, okay. Now I, I, I AD'd a few promo shoots for the new All That. Oh, uh, um, nice. But um, I uh, and also for Henry Danger. I don't know. Uh, I'm getting too old. That, <laughs> yeah, that, that's one of the new new ones. That's oh. like way after us. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we're all old now. Um, but yeah, but now I'm working on this new show. Um, it's the kid. It's the unboxing kid. That kid who became like the most oh. highest kid on YouTube. Now I know. He's got a show on Nickelodeon now. He's filthy so, rich, dude. Yeah, dude. He's, it's insane how much money he's made. <laughs> For all because toys. he opened something. Yeah, like. <laughs> Damn. Gotta give props to the parents though yeah. for thinking this would be a thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not like, it's not like he funny. thought of it one day. Yeah. yeah. Good job, parents. Yeah, this will be fun. Let's let's watch let's watch little little Ryan do this. <laughs> <laughs> and they and they were they had the the, the 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 thought to actually see where it would go. It wasn't mm. like they just were like, oh, it's just a hobby, whatever. Yeah. One once once they started to pick up speed, they're like, all right, let's run with this. And now they've got an empire. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. They're set for life. Just opening toys. Basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, curious question. Cause I was trying to think about it, David, what was the first set that you and I worked on? Do you remember? <clears throat> I'm guessing it was something with Anthem. It was definitely Anthem. Yeah. But I don't How know. How did you, how did you get in contact with them? Who did you know there? I worked with, was it Sam? No, Sam. I, I eventually got to know Sam through Anthem. Okay. But I'd worked with who was it? It was someone who I think I think they were a PA on something else I was on. Okay. And but they were a regular at Anthem. And they that. brought me in to work. It's been a long time. <laughs> the, first, the first video I did with Anthem was that that uh, the one where it was like Michael Myers. I think that was where I first met Sam too. Yeah, Mike Meyer. First time I met Sam, but it was called. I think it's called Wolf. Wolf. Wolf's oh, Fire, Wolf. Wolfie or Wolf. Yeah, with Dermer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't work on that. I wanted Wolfie? to. Yeah, it's what like happened this. There? It's like a little. It was like a short, right? It wasn't a music video. Kind of. It? it was like a short, but like the short was the video. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay, yeah. got it. But yeah, like it's it a good was one. like with a little kid. Yeah, a little kid. He's watching um, the movie Halloween with Michael Myers. And then he, or no, Jason, he's Jason, watching Friday yeah. the 13th and he starts to daydream about like actually encountering him or something like that and witnessing him kill someone. And it just becomes this crazy thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first ever shoot with Anthem. And I that's a, where I, I have a feeling uh, Dermer kept popping in my head. I have a feeling we probably met first on a Dermer shoot because if, if, if you were on that, um, that or something with, um, Ray, What's his name? Uh, Ray or um, Tom. why am I forgetting the homeboy, the, the AD that used to hire us all the time? Seth. 
Seth. Oh yeah. Might have been something with Seth. It was one of those three mm-hmm. that was what brought us together. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> In my rankings, no offense to Sam, he's still he's my number two. But Seth is by far my favorite AD. That I've learned mm-hmm. so much from that guy. He's like, mm-hmm. he's fun, but professional gets the job yeah. done. Like, I've, yeah. So, I, I but Sam, but Sam is like my next guy. Yeah. Sam. Sam was my number one just because because. Seth had such a huge sort of like crew already. Yeah. It was kind of hard to get close mm-hmm. and to really learn because there was already so many people doing that yourself included, like, but you've known him you know, I, longer. I feel like I'm kind of in that circle of like Dermer crew and it's still hard for right. me to get on their sets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, and that's the thing. So, um, but yeah, with Sam, he, he and I were kind of in the same position where like we knew we wanted to grow yeah, and we knew that we were kind of young on the sets as well. And so we both kind of related there and I'm, I feel like it helps coming from the East coast because a lot of, a lot of people are PC over here. (laughs) And so I feel like when Sam talks, sometimes he can rub people the wrong way. But for me, it's just kind of like, it's right, the East Coast, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, all right, cool, let's go. You I know, grew I up in Florida. I can deal with whatever. You know, pretty much. Because <laughs> I, I know that he sometimes rubbed people the wrong way, but he never did with me. And so me and Sam were able to sort of like connect. And he was kind of like my first Yoda yeah. with AE and teaching me like how to actually be. Him and his iPad, just killing right. it on set. <laughs> I, I, I utilize an iPad on set because of him. There you go. <laughs> Did he, did he tell you nerd out about his, uh, iPad holder he was getting? No, I worked on this, uh, uh, Joel Blacker had a small Facebook show and, and Sam was second AD on it, I think. And Ooh. there's this, like, you might know, I don't remember his name. There's this famous like leather maker who, who makes the, uh, fold out things for AD. Oh, the tri-folds? Yeah. 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 There's like a famous guy that makes them in, in LA. Right. In the name, I know you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, and you know Seth and Sam are totally nerds about that stuff. And he, right. Sam, like when you get one, it's an honor. To have <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's like literally handmade, and they're really, yeah. <laughs> really fucking nice, but they're not cheap. And he got in contact with him because he had an idea to add in an iPad because Sam's not much of a paper guy like Seth is. And, mm-hmm. and he was like, Oh, that's a, like, first he was like, oh, I don't know about that. And then he started diddling with it. And he's like, I love this idea, Sam, we're going to get together. And we're going to, and Sam was like, Oh my God, like this guy loves me. He loves my idea. It was like, <laughs> Oh Sam, you're so cute. His Sam Shapston, by the way, Sam Shapston and uh, Seth, uh, is it Mick Farley or Farley? Farley? It's just Farley. Farley, right? Tom Tom Foolery. That's how I know him. Yeah. Now, he, now, he's, now he's cooking. Did you see that? Dude, I'm going up to LA at some point to <laughs> say hi to friends and I want to stop by the uh, old big rig barbecue. Yeah, man. It pretty, I, yeah. I want to try it too, because like I've been I've been sampling some barbecue as of late. I, by the way, I found the picture I was trying to find before. Yeah. Because I, I made this happen. So there's us in 1993. Aww. Oh, oh that's that adorable. <laughs> yeah wow that's rad <laughs> that's amazing that's so cool 
yeah, the different the different generations of Double Dare. There yeah. it is. That was yeah. a, that was one show I always wanted to go on. My family was just would never do that in a million years with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, so, and it seemed like watching it. Some of those parents realized when they were on there, like, oh shit, this is what it is. Dude, that's just Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon's like super hyperactive and stuff yeah. and bright colors re- and Ren yeah. and Stimpy is like the flagship. Did you ever you didn't ever meet any of the voice actors or did you? Because I know um, they're all I over. Met, I met the voice actors of uh who did pretty much uh they did the music for Doug. Oh, I love that. The ones who did like the voice, like the it's so, all like they were the beats. Yeah. Oh, wow. they were, like, yeah. So That's I got so to meet them. Banging on a trash can. Oh, dude, dude. Solid. On a street. Solid. Dude, so catchy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Definitely Nick for Nick Nickelodeon version. When Doug went Disney, fuck that. Yeah, yeah no. He sold out. Dick, Doug sold out. <laughs> hey Arnold was my Jam, I loved Hey Arnold. That guy had the so coolest good. room of all time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Cool electronic fold out. I'm trying to picture. trying to turn the studio like that, but Robert keeps saying like, no, 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 no. You gotta keep this it sound there. Hang on. <laughs> One of the best sound there. Um, another question, uh, David, let's little brag a little bit. What's, uh, I know we talked a little bit about from the, some of the film jobs we worked on, but brag like a little bit. What's like the, some of the biggest stuff you've worked on or stuff that you were really like like I was with the bands that you didn't know what were some were like you were stoked to like be there mom I so I've recently linked up with an AD who's like taken to me as well and she works a lot for Netflix and NBC big so I have been the second and even first on stuff for netflix like more promos um and then um i was the i was in charge of my own stage so i was technically technically a second Mm -hmm. but she was the first because there was things happening on a bunch of stages that she was organizing but then you'd be you'd be an ad assigned to your own sound stage for whatever the promos were taking place it's like a it's like a one and a half one and a half ad (laughs) <laughs> kind of right <laughs> 1.5 uh, right in the middle worse than a half. um so the we did one for this is us which was really cool to meet That's all of those right awesome um and then there's these things called upfronts yeah and so where you know it's literally so if, if you don't know what upfronts are um it's when pretty much a network or company brings together all of their best and brightest and has them shoot things that are only going to be showed internally to um, their like financial backers to kind of reassure them. This is what we have. This is what we're doing in the future. Everything's great. Keep giving us all of your multi-billion gajillion dollars. So, So it's like, they make sure that everyone comes up because the thing is, it's like, it gives, it gives the talent incentive because like, if you do this, we get more money, you get paid more, and your show stays on. You know? Wow. So yeah, it's like, for sure. Come do these. So I've met the cast of um, what's that show with Chris, Kristen Bell? Which is Good in Place. Heaven. Good Place. I've met. I, like, I've, had to, I've had to run the, the cast of The Good Place. I've had to run. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so Ted Danson was awesome. He was hilarious. Um, I played Catch with Mario Lopez wearing stuff 
that said Bayside. Like it was. Uh, that's awesome. I worked, uh, I worked so with Mario. I worked with Mario Lopez on a uh, skill. No, Eminem's commercial. He was oh, nice. He was nice. nice. He was fun. he was nice. He that man is like stupid beautiful. He has real Dude, he has real like life gold. CGI work and I don't Hashtag know how, goals. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. He's like been chiseled. Yeah. Anyway, Happy um, and, you know, exercised. So, <laughs> what was cool about last year, I've done it two or three years. And last year I got promoted because usually what happens is the similar to what happened with This Is Us, where you get assigned either specific talent or a specific section that you're running. Gotcha. When you're doing talent, you're a second. Mm-hmm. When you have your own section, you're a first. For the first year, I was running talent. The second year, I got promoted to first. Mm-hmm. So I had my own section where all the talent just came to me. I didn't have to take a X, Y, and Z. Um, but what was kind of cool is one of the years I had to do the Kardashians, which was cool. <laughs> uh, um, That's a big one. It was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Um, uh, the cool thing about this last year was not just the promotion, but I got to do LA and New York. Oh, that's You awesome. got to fly to New York? Yes. It was the first, my first travel job. I knew I was going to be jealous of David. I New York. I stayed in Brooklyn and came out, went out to Manhattan to shoot at, wow. um, was it Milk Studios we were at? I think it was Milk Studios. Oh, they have like one that. out there? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And um, that was really cool because I got to reunite with Keenan. <laughs> um, guess because it was cool because when we were when we were working, he kept looking at me like, okay. "I know you. Yeah, I've <laughs> seen you before. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I've played you twice back <laughs> in the day in Florida. Yeah. I was just and he was like, "Oh my god, you're Phil's son." I'm like, "Yeah, dude." And so it was cool. That's it was like so two cool. Props. I said, "Hey," um, but I got to meet like all of the late night guys. I got to meet Jimmy. I got to meet Seth. Um, I got to meet. Um, Alec Baldwin. Like wow. I got to, uh, that's fun, man. He plays Christian Gray from um, the, the 50 Shades. 50, yeah, yeah. I got to meet um, um, Hoda Kotb. I got to like everyone that I just like, I watch and freaking love on yeah. NBC. I got to meet and I got to meet them as a first. So I got to really present myself and work with them and all this stuff. And not it's just super cool. Yeah. yeah. Not just getting you know, coffee. Jimmy Fallon, was the best joy for me because yeah, Jimmy is Jimmy. It was just like, just I, like that. You sometimes question whether he's genuine, but when you, he, first of all, he's really tall. Homeboy's like six, two. Wow. I wouldn't have expected that. Right. Yeah. And then like when he meets you, he's like, Hey, what's up guy? How you doing? Yeah. Oh, what are we going to do? We're going to go over there. Okay, cool. Let's go. All right. He's nice just, to meet you. He's cool. just, like, he's just that guy. <laughs> hey, very that. to the point. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, there, there's there's some others I can't think of. That's the fun that part is you do this for so long, and they all kind of blend into each other too. And I'll talk to someone I've worked on a set and go, "Oh yeah, I forgot I worked on that." And oh shit, yeah, yeah and that. Yeah. I, um, name, I worked on uh, what's his name, Lil Dicky's new show. Oh. You did? Yeah, dude, oh, I gave I, I gave a review a couple of weeks ago. I gave it a hundred percent scrutiny scale. So it is it's so one good. Of the few things that I'm genuinely proud to have worked on because most of the time it's like whatever. It's whatever. Yeah, you worked but on the whole thing. It was really well done. Did you work on the whole thing or just like what was your um, what you do on? I it? worked uh, about three episodes. Yeah, PA or a second AD? What were you doing? I PA'd, but the thing was they hired. PAs with AD experience because you essentially were second seconds. 
I got gotcha. you. Like feeling and wrangling like background yeah. and this, that, and the other. On big so, stuff like that, you kind of have to sacrifice not being a first AD because yeah. it's probably a good exactly. paycheck. It was probably a good, pretty decent paycheck too for probably a PA. It was decent. Yeah, it was decent. For a PA. It, crazy, it was decent. Honestly, the best PA money I've ever made mm-hmm. was on photo shoots. Yes. Oh, and they're so easy. God. Yeah. Dude. So easy. The, the Nike one. Yeah. I was a driver, mm-hmm. but they're very clear. All they want you to do is drive the van and mm-hmm. it wasn't even like a cargo truck it was just a van because it was just wardrobe drive the van help them unload and then when you come back you know help load it back in and then help them unload when you when you take it back and that's it but it's so low-key because they already have set pas and they're like just chill yep and my rate was 300 a wow. day that's oh my gosh yeah insane. that's awesome sit in a van yeah down by the river <laughs> Like I was blown away. I'm like, this is like second, second money. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, even second AD money. You like, get two shitty PAs for that rate. Yeah. I've been, in, I've been so in a couple good. situations like that. I just, um, beginning of the year, I got to work on this, um, indie movie. Um, and it's not very good. Um, but, uh, I jo- drove the whole time. I was actually the, f- the when we, this is an interesting uh, story, David. I, I started it and then I had, uh, I booked something already for like two weeks. So then I can't, I was going to planning on coming back But the first week, first few days I was <clears throat> helping the uh, locations guy. And this guy was a weirdo. I right from the start. I was like, I have to work with this guy for like four weeks. So like, holy shit. <laughs> and so then I leave and then I come back and when I come back and the first AD was the first day of shooting, she was already pushing scenes to next days. She was already Whoa. like pushing pages. Yeah. Wow. And I was wow. like, that's not a good, you should be doing that later in shooting. Like yeah, you should that's have like the least crunch or yeah. something beyond your control has, has changed it up. Yeah. And I wasn't on set too much, but I was getting, hearing it on the, on the, uh, the walkie. And then, mm-hmm. so I come back and they had fired the locations guy and, Jeez. uh, the fired the first AD. And then, so she took her seconds and all of her PAs that she took. So she took like eight people in the middle of shooting. So they had to replace locations guy and a first AD and PAs. And yeah, it was a shit show. But all I did was drive. I got a pretty good rate. And yeah, I I tried to, cause a lot of PAs were really green and I wanted to help as much as I could, but like, no, you need me in the van. We needed, this is most important thing. I was like, it's like, all right, if you say so, I'll go listen to my podcast in my van and keep it warm for the actors. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a, I had uh, a story uh, of one of the videos that we worked on and it's, it might hit a home little home with you, David, because I know you, we had two separate stories of it. It was the one out in the desert with Ray and the guns. Oh, the cops? Yeah. God. Do you remember what the project oh, yeah. I, I posted on my Instagram about that. It's, I posted on it after it happened and then I posted on it yeah. recently. Okay. Just now. Whole Black Lives Matter and everything mm-hmm. happening right now. Yeah. Um, just as like, because the cops weren't wrong in that situation. Yeah, let's set it up but, a little bit. Uh, what, yeah, yeah, do you yeah. remember what it was? It was a music video, right? Yeah, it was a music video. Do you remember who it was for? I don't remember who um, it was for. Was it that girl? I was driving a van the whole know. time. That that blonde girl, because it was like westerny. It was. Was it the one that was like obnoxious? Like, Did do ever, you remember? The I don't even girl? remember coming out. I don't remember. Ever seeing I don't know. It. You talked about the like one of these before, Robert. I don't know, but anyways, out in the middle of the desert at this mm-hmm. shitty saloon bar. Oh. Um, and the whole concept was like, uh, this group of 
young girl. I think it was just, was it just girls? I think it was just girls, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like three girls. And they like robbed the saloon and they got guns and then they get into the car and drive off and, you know, they're like Thumb of Louise type. It was very grindhouse feeling like Tarantino. Oh, yes. And they had, and they had this big, you know, red Cadillac convertible. And so we shot some stuff at the bar and then we're like, all right, we got to do these car stuff. So we had the car and the girls and they had like camera rigs on it so they could, you know, shoot into the car. Then we had a, a one van, which I think you were in, right? You were like with it. I was driving. And then I was kind of laying back with Ray, trying not to be in the shots, but still had like the coolers and anything they needed just close by. So we didn't have to go all the way back to base. Mm-hmm. And we're doing our thing and everything. And, and then um, I don't know where it goes from there. I was just thinking in the van with Ray and we get call on the walkie or phone that shit went down and we got to go back oh, to the saloon. Dude. And cause we hadn't heard from you guys. I think that was the problem was we were trying to get a hold of you and no one was calling right. us back on the walkie. And we're like, what the fuck? Right. And so like, all right, let's go back to the saloon. And when we get back there, you guys finally showed up and take it from there, David, what, what happened? So, um, from my end, what I had heard, yeah. what was happening. So, I'm I'm driving. So like he said, we had to do these scenes in the car. Yeah. With Cadillac. I'm driving the talent um, and some crew in the production van. Um, and the thing was, we had permits for some areas, but then I guess the director or whoever on their own decided to shoot in areas that weren't originally planned because like there was areas where there were these cool homes yeah. sort of derelict, but like still in use homes down some of these other streets. And so we took the shoot to those roads. And then also there were weapons, fake weapons. Yeah. So the thing is, They're you know, you robbers, come yeah. at the area that you're allowed so that people know that in this area, this is what's going on. We were no longer in that area. Yeah. All, all this, there was like a little old lady in one of those homes. And all she knew was there's a bunch of dudes with guns outside of my house. Yeah. Two, two cars. Yeah. Like 10 people with big camera equipment. And yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And so, and I don't even think she even noticed or cared about the camera. equipment. Yeah. She just saw dudes yeah. with guns. Yeah. So that's all the cops knew. So we're loading up in the car. I'm sitting in the car with like almost all of our lead actresses and whatnot. And, um, our first AD and a few other people, cause we were about to follow. Yeah. We were about to start shooting again. Um, and then like three SUVs and then another squad car pull up behind us. They all come <laughs> out and literally like out of a movie, get behind their doors and through the archway holding their guns at us all. And they start like, you know, you know, over the little speaker thing explaining, okay, we got a call. What's going on? We need so-and-so, whoever's in charge to come. Hands up. So our first AD had to go with his hands up first. Who was that? Do they you remember? In the back of the car. Do you remember who the AD was? Yeah, that was my guy. Uh, Nick. Nick, um, Nico. 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 Remember Nico? Kind of like a surfer dude. Yeah, he always, he always you see, he felt very Keanu Reeves. With yeah, 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 yeah. It's been a minute. But very yeah, yeah, California, yeah. bro. Yeah. So I remember Nico, the Nico. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> he was the first, and they put him in the back of the squad car because they still didn't know what the hell was going on. Um, and slowly but surely, they kept letting people out, letting people out, and you know, but everyone had to do the same thing: hands in the air, yeah, towards them. Um, but they still kept their guns trained on everybody. 
Um, and as I guess protocol is, the driver's the last person that you have come out the car. But this was during the first Black Lives Matter movement. Mm. So I was terrified. Yeah, I of course. Literally in my head was like telling myself, you might get shot. It's because crazy. you have walkies, you have bricks on you. Someone might see it as something that it's not supposed to be. Yep. You might get shot. I that moment probably lasted forever, right? Like And so I, I'm instructed to get out the car. And like all I'm seeing in my head, dude, I might get emotional just talking about it. All I'm seeing in my head are the other guys who complied and didn't make it out of situations like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's scary. You look like me. Yep. Yeah. Dude, I was, I was, I was calm throughout all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until it was over and it hit me where I was like, I survived. Wow. Yeah. When others did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost the same. My shit was almost worse because there was actual like guns and stuff looking like that on, on site. Yeah. Yep. But I made it. And other people who had much less going on. Mm-hmm. And I broke down. I was, I had my hands up for a long time, even after it was starting to go down. And like one of the cops had the nerve to look at me and go, Oh, look at you over here putting on a show. Uh-oh. Dude, I had to bite my tongue because I wanted to be like, Bitch, like what? Like I was like, and um, Nico kind of knew what was going on with me personally. Yeah, yeah. And so he came over, and then I think eventually Ray showed up. Yeah. So um, yeah. Oh. And, and you know, Nico explained because like I was literally had, I had to excuse myself because I started breaking. Yeah, down. for sure. I'd never done that on a set before, <laughs> and like I'm like I know these people. This is embarrassing, but they understood. Yeah. And um, then Ray loaded me up in like one of the other cars, had someone else drive the van. And like they took me and let me kind of just, you know, have a moment. Yeah. I don't think I don't. I have a continuation of that story. So, backstory there's playback, it's a music video. And so there's a speaker in the car and they have it hooked up to my phone. That's just, I always always do playback. So, my Mm. phone was in the car the whole time, not even with me. So while all that's going down, Ray and I, the producer go back to the bar and then we find out what's going on. So then Ray takes the van to go pick you guys up and then brings you back. And David, I love you. You're the most jovial person I've ever worked with on set. I love that you dance and sing on set. It's, it's great. You really bring up a crew. And I knew as soon as I saw you, something was not right. Like I, I mm-hmm. you were a different person. And I remember seeing you and just going like, dude, you need to go sit down, like just hang out. Don't do anything. Like that was, that was traumatic for anyone. But yeah, like you said, that was, was it like Trayvon Martin? Was that like what was going on at the time? Um, it was one of those it, big so ones. Trayvon was a little while before that, but this was, um, something had just happened. Yeah. Was it the female? Was it the woman? No, this was like, it was like, two guys like one guy got shot while like he was he was a licensed to carry person and he told the cop hey because they asked do you have any weapons in the car and he's like i do but um i'm licensed i'm registered i can give you all the information i'm going to be reaching into this to give you my information yeah and then and he still shot him um Mm -hmm. there was a guy who was kind of having a back and forth hands were on the steering wheel in plain sight 
had his girlfriend I and remember, Dolph yeah. in the car. That was like live, yeah. And again, hands on the steering, complying. They were just arguing, but it was a full compliance situation. Yeah. Um, and there was like a, maybe like two two others or something like that, but yeah. like it was all just fresh in my brain. And I and I I, I took that to heart too. I knew that shit was going on, and I I knew mm-hmm. you just needed a minute. So. I didn't have as much a shitty day as you did, David, but my day was pretty shitty after that. So they, um, so they were still using my, so everyone came back and even my place playback speaker and everything, my phone. But unfortunately the car wouldn't start the re- Remember that the oh, Cadillac, they, after by the house, after all of that, they couldn't start the engine and it still had a bunch of, uh, camera rigging on it mm. and it was open convertible and stuff. So Ray, yeah. Ray's like, listen, I need you to go over there and just watch the car so no one fucks with, oh, no one fucks with it. Wow. And After all that. Yeah. yeah and that's I was like, crazy okay, stuff. But listen, my phone is on set and I won't have it. So remember I'm out here. Just, I know you know the car is right, out here, but just right. don't realize six hours later that I'm still out here. And so <laughs> they took me out, had like a bottle of water with me and sat on the side of a fucking desert road for I don't know how long. It could have been hours because I had no sense of time and yeah, just yeah. sat on the side of the road throwing rocks into a hole. And <laughs> yeah, I just remember that just being a, just an awful experience. That was a rough, <laughs> but you, you know, you, you learn from those, you know, the next time that there's fucking guns on set, you make sure like, you know, a good idea, nothing against Nico. He probably just didn't know. And you know, when these directors probably get all creative, like I want to do this, it's like, well, Okay. So, and, right. and, 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 and Ray was with me producer wasn't even on set. So it wasn't like mm-hmm. he could ask really him. He probably could have done the walkie, but yeah, crazy one. And I'm sure I, mean, I, I know I have a bunch of stories that I could, I could keep talking about this over and over again. Um, so I hope to have it back on at some point we can trade stories again. Mm-hmm. Um, also, by the way, I forgot to mention this, this, this segment I like to call when I bring my film friends on talking, yeah. talking 10 to. <laughs> See, he gets it. Talking, it. talking shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, that's that. That's harrowing. That's freaking like traumatic. I. Yep. You get a it's, badge. It's, you get a badge, David. You get a yeah, it's good. KD badge for the rest of your life for that. It's really good that like you know you, you like you were open to talk about that. That's terrifying. I yeah. like I can't imagine. You know, it's never happened to me. So. I've had, I've had a situation very similar, but I wasn't black. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I, I had a different situation. Huh? You weren't? No, sorry. (laughs) Maybe down, maybe downstairs, but not upstairs. Oh God damn it. We always got to talk about dingus, dude. (laughs) Yes, of course. Uh, One last question, David, I want to ask you, um, because I'm very curious. What do you see the future of the film industry? What do you, what do you think is going to happen? What do you picture sets going to be Mm -hmm. like? Like, I don't even know. Um, I think that we're going to go by the way of our more Eastern brethren and be a society that kind of makes mask a regular thing. Yeah. Um, I think that there are going to now be standards and protocols in order where, where certain things are mandatory on set in regards to like health and hygiene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just like, you know, you have to have your permits and an FSO and a fire extinguisher. You're going to have to have X amount of sanitation devices and this, that and stuff like that. 
Um, on that, I, I what I've heard, um, I had, I don't want to really say the name cause it's not official, but someone hit me up, um, that you've worked with that they're thinking about making a like certification class where, um, they run you through, it'd, be, it'd basically be like a hygiene PA where there'd be a PA oh. and their whole huh. job would be wiping everything down, making sure everyone has masks like that. Their job oh. would be making everything sanitary. And yeah. um, it makes sense. I, 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 I told, I told the person they're like, Oh, would you be interested in taking the class? I was like, yeah, to learn stuff, but I don't want to do that fucking job. That sounds awful. <laughs> and <laughs> that's, terrifying. That's, like, that, I would literally, that person would have to be in like a hazmat suit the whole yeah. time because they're the brunt of everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, good news though, too, is um, Gavin or Newsom lifted. Gavin or Gavin Newsom, Governor Gavin Newsom uh, is opening up uh, TV and film shoots on June 12th. Um, Looking at this article, it's basically like you said, David, they're going to have to uh, file permits to do it with the health department. So just like how you do a permit for like film LA to film somewhere, you're going to have to do it with the public health officials too. So yeah, they might, they, they, I, I have a feeling it's going to be like, um, like the FSO, which is what fire service officer. Um, it'll be someone like that. That's probably maybe like mm-hmm. a retired nurse or something, you know, that's probably making a few bucks. Mm-hmm. It'd probably be a good paying job. Cause I know that or what would be smart too, is since you always usually need to have a medic on standby, just certify the medics through whatever that. Yeah. But, then, but you don't want, I feel like if it's a, on a, uh, legit set you'd want that medic to, to be on standby and not distracted by cleaning some countertops very true. very true but maybe like a a, a second medic like a like a, a second ad kind of thing you know where that's it's a yeah but I like under that umbrella of like the medic yeah that makes sense yeah. so hopefully i mean uh, um i know you've been working on those other nickelodeon and netflix stuff but do you have anything booked yet not of these news i haven't got anything yet. Uh, i mean aside from me trying to do my little short yeah. you know for the black lives matter stuff um I might be returning to the Nickelodeon show, mm-hmm. um, Ryan's, but haven't heard anything official on yeah. that mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's that's it. No, nothing set in stone. Well, cross our so, fingers. So yeah. you're currently working on the Black Lives Matter video right now, or is it like you're still kind of like processing creatively? And no, no. So like, I'm in like producer mode, which oh, okay. is kind cool. of a first. Um, but yeah, trying to keep, you know, keep it as small mm-hmm. and as possible. Are you going to be in front yeah. of the camera as well? What's that? Are you going to be in front of the camera as well or just behind? No, no, I'm, I'm bringing, you know, someone else in to do that. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're like, I've I had mean, enough. Like, the thing. If it came down to it, because like I've had such a difficult time locking yeah. my lead. So if it comes down to it, I'll, I'll do it. No problem. I, but, you know, I, I could see it. I, <laughs> like myself i i stay behind up behind the camera i hate even this yeah. at least this is my voice like this video we're not gonna put on but yes. yeah i stay behind <laughs> well that's rad when do you uh plan on like trying to release it when do you uh when you shoot um, before? so it's funny that they're talking about reopening the industry on the 12th because i'm planning on shooting on the 11th which was you know set in stone like a couple like a week ago and um I want to release it. There is a unofficial, it's not a national holiday, but certain states recognize it, mm-hmm. but it's literally black independence day. It's Juneteenth, June 19th. Oh wow. And that's when back in, I think 1865, it became law that slavery was illegal. Oh, okay. 
And so, um, trying to shoot for that to release it. Yeah. The goal is to release cool. it on what we call Juneteenth. Cool. Where would you, yeah. uh, where are you going to put it on? Like YouTube or Vimeo Everywhere. or something? Okay. We yeah. will link it. <laughs> yeah, we'll exactly. Link, you know, we'll link the on, crap out of I'll it. put yeah. it on my YouTube channel. I'm putting on, I'm going to make my own other YouTube channel affiliated with like what I'm officially calling my production company. And, you know, and then I'm going to put it all over Instagram and all over Facebook and, Tagging sure. people and having people share. Maybe. So just to it's get gonna it be out annoying. There, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be like, God, I, to go. okay, David, I get you. You have a project. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get I mean, it. This is this is the best time too, because like you yeah. know, people are paying attention for sure. You know, this isn't for profit. It's not for festivals. It's mm, yeah. not to get famous. And, like, and you just need to stretch out those creative muscles. You know, you have to. Yeah, you know that, that definitely helps. But like for me, that was like the only way I knew how. Yeah, yeah. To really say anything without just kind of doing little Instagram. Yeah. In there, you know, and like process it too. I bet it helps with pro like processing everything. You know, like oh. I like I know when I teach, like you know, certain things I don't know how to really relate unless I'm in front of the kids. I'm like, okay, now I can actually process. So right. So right. That's awesome. screen. Yeah. Because a lot stuff. of people throughout this will hit me up and be like, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? And my first answer has always been like, I feel strange. Because mm-hmm. like that's a good for word. the black community, this ain't news. No. This isn't yeah. news. It's just Will Smith, I think, said it recently and he said it really said it best, where racism didn't get worse. It just started getting filmed. Mm. you know that's powerful yeah this has been what we've known and have been experiencing for decades you know we're just now waking up like come on well yeah i mean it's just now you know sometimes people need it Mm -hmm. boom in their face to really receive it Mm -hmm. and so that's what's happening and yeah and so i've got a whole bunch of mixed feelings and emotions and this short kind of takes you through the eyes of someone else what wasn't pretty much the way I was, I was feeling, I wouldn't mm-hmm. actually do some of the stuff that like you kind of see, but definitely like you think certain things in your yeah. head, you know? Um, Very so excited yeah, for that. Point of this. That's the point of this. And it's just uh, ending on a note of, you know, peace and change. Positivity. Mm-hmm. I like just being positive. That's a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'd love to have you back on David and, and, definitely after you're done doing it so we can promote it to the six people that listen to this podcast Uh, Uh, six people (laughs) uh no we have more than that um it's seven including my mom um uh, david give us some plugs where can we uh uh, find you on instagram youtube um so the fun stuff is real cool dude i have a youtube channel and my instagram and that's r-e-e-l cool dude um and for more of just like my solely film project stuff, um, it's a David Moore underscore film on Instagram. There you go. But, uh, but yeah, the real cool dude is on, or not the, but just real cool dude is across All platforms. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's That's fun. Everywhere. I miss, I miss your reviews, man. I remember seeing them constantly and I know a lot, a lot has yeah. been out, but I miss your fun. Yeah, uh, I, I did reviews. a couple on my IG TV. Yeah. I did one for what the hell is that really bad one? The girl in the apartment or the apartment lady person. Hold on. Let me pull it up. <laughs> it is. Apartment. The girl on the third floor. What the fuck is that? 
It's a it's a it's a Netflix horror film that is oh shit terrible. Oh. Um, and then I did um, the platform, which is actually a oh, very thought provoking movie. I've heard really good things about that. I've had multiple people yeah. tell me to watch that. And then um, I did one for an actual life. This was kind of cool. I, I have a friend who's an actress who's one of the leads in a Lifetime movie. Nice. And so she sent it to me. I was like, hey, I love your reviews. You know, you can be honest, be as candid as you can. Um, and so I did one for that movie called The Wrong Stepmother. Um, <laughs> Good stuff. Cla- classic. You know, like Is they it? have a whole thing on your lifetime right now where it's all the wrong blank. And she was <laughs> the wrong stepmother. Is it horror as well? No. Well, it's lifetime. It's like. Yeah, it's more oh, like yeah. suspense thriller. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. got it. <laughs> but borderline like, borderline soap lifetime, opera. Though, and like the lifetime tropes, they actually, it's actually kind of solid. The acting cool. is pretty good. And um, what I appreciate is like when shit gets weird, they actually acknowledge it. It's yeah, not like your daughter tells her dad, oh my God, she did this. And, she, and he's like, well, look, I love her. So you got to respect her. No, <laughs> it's like, wait, what happened? Yeah. Oh, it'll, it'll tell her straight up like, yo, don't do that. That's weird. You know, like, yeah. they kept it kind of real with some of these things. So oh, yeah, I, this is pretty good. Yeah. I've had to watch a many lifetime movies with my mom. <laughs> they're, they're, nice. they're yeah, same. Same. <laughs> um, you know, I just realized, um, we're, we're kind of wrapping it up here, but we didn't talk about the Zack Snyder thing. Do you know when it's coming out? Um, I know it's 2021. Oh, okay. Exact date. Um, but they're giving him, X amount of million dollars to actually go back and reshoot all the footage that he didn't get to shoot when he left for, um, you know, obviously the terrible oh, tragedy. Oh, I thought it was just a re-edit, like a director's cut. They're actually going to reshoot stuff? Reshoot Whoa. and everyone. Oh, I didn't know that. Thumbs up. We're in, including Henry Cavill. Crazy. Um, so we'll after, like- and, and Affleck too? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Everyone is on board because everyone signed up to do Snyder's version. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, an unfortunate thing happened. And so then Joss Whedon came in and, you know, you can, you can almost kind of feel. Yeah. And when you watch justice league, where things were Zach and where things were Joss for sure. And and, and it feels like it's 75% Joss, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Um, and so the script had been released and there's storyboards and like a whole bunch of things where he was finally going to try to sort of wrap up and tie Man of Steel, Batman v Superman all together. Yeah. And introduce a lot of cool characters that we were wanting to see. Like we were gonna finally get like a Green Lantern back. Oh, nice. All that little glimpse of one um in the flashback on in Justice League, but he was gonna have a much more so in the oh, in the trailer for uh Justice League, there's a sequence where you see Alfred looking up at someone and he goes, uh, you know, I'm happy that you arrived and just in time, like something like that. Right. Everyone believes that they were, he was talking about Superman, but if you watch the sequence and they actually confirm the light around him is green, it was because a green lantern showed up to help in the fight. So like there was a whole bunch of stuff that was supposed to be really dope. Uh, but the question then was like, does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We saw Batman v Superman, which was almost completely uninterrupted from the studio. It was, that was Zach's baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
then yeah exactly <laughs> like even the, the the director's cut that you can get is a smidge better yeah. it's a smidge yeah. it just kind of clears up a couple little things but overall the movie is still garbage you still yeah. have to deal with why are these two fighting why do they truly like i get batman not liking him i get but then it doesn't make sense as how Lex knew that these courses of action would actually get them together. And then yeah. like, and, and of course the, the, the infamous, your mom's name is Martha. Martha. My mom's yeah. name is Martha. We're best friends. <laughs> so like, dumb. So like, and that was all Snyder, you know? Yeah, so yeah. will it make a difference? Will it be a better movie? We don't know, but everyone is super curious to see because yeah. the stuff that was, the 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 vision of like the doomsday world yeah was supposed to be because it was originally supposed to be two movies and that was supposed to be what happens in the second movie because we get introduced to dark side in the first one. oh yeah that's so true. like there was supposed to be a lot of really kind of cool stuff happening and so hmm. you know it's kind of cool to see what it whatever it's going to be Corey, I told you he knew what he was talking about. We'll we'll have to do like another one when when that comes out and like totally. have you on and we'll talk totally. about it. I definitely yeah, want to do it. Um, I want to do a right tribute. Right now, HBO Max is not available on Roku, which is what I have. Oh. Yeah, it's out now, but for whatever reason, they don't have a deal with Roku yet, which makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Come um, on, Roku. Well, I mean, I don't even think it's Roku because Roku's chilling. Roku is probably one of the best platforms if you have a, a streaming device uh-huh. to use. Um, I have a Roku, um, but like, uh, and they they offer some like the the biggest library of apps to to be able to stream from as well. Yeah, okay. you would think they'd be the first one, but no luck. Of course not. So hopefully by twenty twenty one, they would have figured <laughs> yeah, that out. Right. Um, well, we'll see. We'll check yeah. it out. I definitely want to play a, a fun trivia game next time too with you because that'll be fun. All right. We'll do it. Well, I can play trivia Great. games on here. Um, let's wrap this up. Uh, you can find us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, the Social Scrutiny Podcast. Um, fun news. We have a website coming up. Yeah. Should be live maybe today, Corey? You down yeah, to put it up I think today? So. All right. Yeah. At least by next week, it'll that. be up um, with a bunch of inf- information. We'll have a store up soon. We got some mugs now, and we got pins and buttons, and we'll have t shirts soon. So look out for that. Um, anything else, Corey? Am I forgetting? No, tell, just uh, rate, review, tell, tell a friend, you know, tell a friend, and everything. That's the, that's the easiest way. David, thank you so much for being on. Yeah, I appreciate no, thank it. Thank you for having me. And, this is fun. and hopefully, awesome. maybe in the future, we'll we'll be able to do this in person because it's, it's yes. uh, definitely right? easier. <laughs> yeah, I even miss Corey. I miss being in that studio with him. It's really cool. <laughs> uh, even though I love being on set here with James Bond. Yeah, right. Come on. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, I've been. I'm Robert. That's David, and I'm Corey. So, so scrutiny podcast. See you guys. See you. Yeah,
that you are.